Welcome to this week's installment of the show where we decide if classic comedies hold up, are they still funny, do they still matter? And this week we're doing one that's about 15 years old, the 2005 romp Wedding Crashers. It's wedding season, kid! The premise being, they go to crash weddings they're not invited to, to sleep with women. Quite a devious plot. I don't understand the concept. You I mean, you never done this before? I have never done this before. I really don't understand the concept because... If given the choice, I'm not going to a wedding. Why? It's gonna be so much fun! It's gonna be so much fun! Even if I know the people, like, even if I know the people and like the people, if, if they said to me, like, hey, we, you know, you don't have to come to the wedding. Like, we'll, we'll just do, like, a little outdoor barbecue or something after the fact. Or we just want to have something. Be like, cool. I love your enthusiasm. You're going to a wedding of people you don't know. Yes. I hate that. Why don't we do something like, uh, let's say a giraffe? I just want a bicycle! Why, why are you yelling at me? You could get away with not doing that. I would be all about uh, that. A wedding you don't know very many people is pretty awful until you get deep into the open bar and then you start to be okay with it a little bit. We're gonna get drunk. So the idea that these two guys are going to weddings where the only other person they know is, so Owen Wilson knows Vince Vaughn, Vince Vaughn knows Owen Wilson. They only know each other. So they're forced, and this is what they want to do. They want to make small talk with women so that they can sleep with them, which is no guarantee. They make it seem on this, in this thing like every, they have this down to a science that every single wedding they're going to is they're getting laid. Rule number six. Rule number five. Rule number 32. Rule 16. Rule number 76. Rule number 115. Rule number one. Never leave a fellow crasher behind. And I mean, they're clearly like, what? In their 30s? They're too old for this. You imagine when you go to a wedding when you're in your 30s, there are not that many single people that are there. Mm -hmm. Like all the people that are in the wedding parties or whatever, they're attached to somebody. So like, what's the play here? I mean, are, are we trying to actually believe that, that uh, both of them are in their young 20s with a lot of like, young folks that are not tied to somebody at a wedding i i mean I, that's totally unbelievable and where so i've never crashed a wedding because for the reasons you mentioned i don't want to go to weddings that i have no attachment to to begin with but where are they finding the weddings and then how, how easy is it to crash a wedding i guess like next wedding i go to i'll like look around the reception and see if it's just easy to walk in i mean you're not gonna have a table setting i mean i have to imagine it's very easy in most instances, to just walk into a wedding. I guess if you're not sitting down for dinner, if you're just kind of like hanging out, you could probably get away with yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Or like, and you know, the the, the thing about weddings is that um, having had one, uh, there are people that RSVP that they're coming, and then for whatever reason, they can't make it because it's far enough out that you have to RSVP for it. And so maybe that's their play is that they go to the cocktail hour, they hang out, they do their thing, and then like wait for everybody to sit down, then go to the table with the cards and go, oh, okay, look, here's two people that, you know, are not there and then go and sit down at those tables. Like, I have to imagine it's pretty easy for them to do, but it still doesn't explain why. To, like, get, to get late. Like, but no, I mean, yeah, but isn't it easier to just go to a bar where it's well, like, where it's likely I, that people are not actually attached to right. somebody and you don't have to like, I mean, are they bringing gifts to this? Are they, like, they're they're definitely wearing, like, nice clothes when they're going. Like, yeah. that's what just boggles my mind. Like, just go to a bar. You want, you're looking right. to get laid? Go to a bar. I think the assumption that they're making with this movie is 
they're preying on a stereotype of women at a wedding who are single and who aren't getting married being having like some kind of jealousy or like just like trying to meet a guy like it's it's very sexist in that assumption too tattoo on the lower back might as well be a bullseye the effort in finding a wedding and going to like a different one every weekend just to try to hook up with a girl but now with like tinder uh, if you've heard of these these things, Bumble, Hinge. I've, I've is, heard of them. I have no uh, no experience on them, but I know that, like, at this point, first, this movie predates Me Too, which, like, the Me Too movement, which... Oh, I think that's, you said like, predates you it, as well. I mean, it does not predate me as well. But, like, it also predates, as you point out, like, Tinder. Yeah. You can, you can do what they're doing from your couch now. Yeah, absolutely. So And, like, you don't have to worry about, like, it, there's no season for Tinder. Like... You put your stuff out there and you meet somebody and like everybody has an understanding of what the goal is here. You know, it's the problem that you run into with this movie is that it almost is. I mean, it's predatory. Extremely. It is extremely predatory um, because they're they're looking for people who are vulnerable and trying to take advantage of those people who are vulnerable. But then again, like one of the things that you keep going back to in this movie, not only are they predators and predatory, but like everybody in this movie, every character in this movie is predatory. Like you think about who is predatory in which way and who is taking advantage of somebody else. Everybody is. Yeah. The the brother who's gay. Let's play dummy sticks. Uh, Isla Fisher, she's, ta she's predatory. Because yeah. I'd find you. <laughs> Yep. Uh, sack lunch, whatever. Bra Bradley Cooper. Bradley yeah. Cooper. Yeah, shit, that's Bradley Cooper. That's what we call a sack lunch. Every single person in this movie is predatory. Yeah. Uh, in one way or another, the the grandmother's racist. The wife, though, Eleanor, big guy. That's almost like, that's almost the only way to make it work with the central point because. How would you garner sympathy for Owen Wilson's character if, like, he wasn't surrounded by assholes also? He's an asshole. Like, his, his entire character is an asshole, but you're supposed to see this shift in him when he goes and falls in love with Rachel McAdams. Like, you're supposed to all of a sudden start to like him, but you wouldn't forget that he's an asshole if he wasn't surrounded by Bradley Cooper, asshole. Uh, Rachel McAdams' mother coming on to him, the, the gay guy uh, tying up Vince Vaughn. Like, all these things that are also predatory going around kind of minimizes the the beginning where Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn are introduced as predatory so, guys. So you're basically saying that this movie gaslights us is what, yeah, what happens. Yeah, it's it's like, what happens. It, yeah. it's, it's an hour and a half of gaslighting. Like we're going to make it seem like, nah, these guys aren't so bad. They're not such bad predators taking advantage of these women in their times of, of mental anguish uh, because they're all, everybody else is an asshole. So yeah. it's, it's cool. What they're doing is funny. It's just a sea of assholes, and Owen Wilson looks like less of an asshole. Wow. It's really split into two movies, kind of. Like, the first third, if it's even a third, uh, it's a very short period of time, really, in the big picture, is Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson as these unattached bachelors going to weddings, and they go to the wedding of... I, don't, I think Christopher Walken's character is the Secretary of state treasury something he's a candidate something. Yeah. he's a candidate man yeah I'm a very powerful man and they go to that wedding which is a power move that's bold to try to go to a wedding this large and after that when they go to his um vacation home that's like the next like hour yeah and the movie just completely shifts to 
Owen Wilson's in love with this character who he doesn't know at all. And then Rachel McAdams is in love with Owen Wilson, even though they've known each other for a weekend. Yeah. And I, I would say, like, Bradley Cooper's character's an asshole, and, the, and, and him being an asshole sets up this um, move for us to, like, root for Owen Wilson and Rachel McAdams to get together. You could just cut that psychobabble bullshit that your mom tells you, okay? It just, like, blows my mind when you really think about it. Like, even if your fiancé is, a, like, a dick and doesn't pay attention to you, how are you, like, falling in, deeply in love with this guy you met over the weekend who you don't even know his real name? The, the, the plot, I, I, I remember enjoying this movie when I first saw it in 2005, 2006, but every time I've rewatched it since or even given it any critical thought like I am now, this is fucking dumb. What an idiot! I mean, it was a comedy for its time, if we want yeah. to even call it yeah, that. Yeah. But, like, think about, like, they get right to the point to let you know how much of an asshole all of these people are, right? It does not take them very long to get to the first date rape joke. The first date rape joke happens at, when they're in, media, in that mediation with the, with the husband and the wife. That's it. Put comatose for me, baby. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. How is that okay? Like, yeah. that, that's not okay. And I'm glad you brought the, the divorce scene in the beginning because them being divorce attorneys kind of sets up their characters as being heartless. So I think we're kind of, again, gaslighted into just being okay with everything. The fact that I found this movie entertaining at the time, though, and I think a lot of people did, because at the time it was critically acclaimed as a comedy, not just didn't win Oscars and stuff. I mean, like, people liked it as a comedy. And it's on TV all the time. I think people who remember it from the time still do enjoy it to an extent. Um, I think it just had a really short shelf life. Because it's interesting, we've talked about a lot of movies on the show from the 80s and early 90s that hold up better in a lot of ways than this does. I think this had an extremely short shelf life. And I think as time goes on, it's going to get even worse. Because the Me Too movement happened. Like This kind of behavior is incredible extraordinarily predatory the date rape joke like all those kinds of things everyone's taking advantage of somebody but even the idea of crashing a wedding to sleep with someone we, we said in the beginning like it makes no sense to us now it's not going to make sense to anybody 30 years from now yeah i think this movie is going to be but better for worse kind of canceled like just so, it's it's not going to live on so you think it's going to be one of those movies that ends up in the bargain bin box at the menards right before the checkout where it's like two dollars for the movie and like you buy the dvd well i mean not that we have dvds anymore no, no. really like i'm i'm dating myself but like you still go to stores and they've still got like dvds yeah, yeah, yeah. on clearance that you can get for like a dollar or two dollars like this is probably one of them yeah i think it's going to be so steve carell said in an interview a year or two ago that a lot of the things that he did in the office just don't hold up and like they make him cringe and there's some truth to that there's some stuff in the beginning of the few first few seasons of the office that are a little cringy even if you think they are okay to, to rewatch. i think it's going to be kind of like that because the office came out in 2005 this came out in 2005 maybe that was just a bad year i think owen wilson and vince vaughn might look back on this and be like eh, not like not our favorite one to think back of even at the time though it was well liked it was well received but i think now in 2020 and going on in the future, it does not hold up. Even though it kind of launched both of their careers, like really, like, yeah, Vince Vaughn was in Swingers yeah. and Owen Wilson was in all sorts of different things. Like, but this seems to be like the movie that like, if you start, if you go back and you're like, hey, what about Vince Vaughn uh, or Owen Wilson? And they're gonna be like, oh yeah, wedding. wedding and it launched them as a duo because they did the internship movie. Yeah. What? But they, they, they're <laughs> thought of kind of together in some ways because of this movie that... People liked, but 
I don't know. Give it a rewatch. I mean, I think they they fall into that like that frat pack. Isn't that what they call them? The frat pack. Yeah. I, I mean, you can rewatch it, but man, I think it's a problem. I don't think it holds up, and I think that especially as you're watching it, like you may get a couple of chuckles here and there, but I think they're going to have more cringes than chuckles. I agree, and that's why I also agree it does not hold up. 